Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm Megan Dwyer. How's everyone doing this week? We survived Mother's Day. Yay. And now we're back to normal routines again. I just want to know how it went for you guys. Send me a message or an email if you want to share or just generally would like a little bit of support. It was it was an okay day for me. I think a lot because I let go of what I had always thought it should be. And I met a friend for yoga, so that was great. This week, you guys really challenged my scarcity mindset like crazy. This deep underlying belief that I've had my whole life that there's never enough is finally bubbling up to the surface, so much so that I can't ignore it anymore. So let me get into what's going on. The last two months have been expensive over here for us, and I know I've talked about this a little bit on the show. It's just a busy and expensive time of year, right? Although fun too, and I need to acknowledge that. It's it's fun. There's a lot going on, but it's good. All you moms out there definitely know what I'm talking about with all of the end of school year activities, right? Like the fundraisers and the field trips, and it's already time to sign up for things for next school year, like bus fees and after school programs. It just feels like a lot all at once, right? Oh, and if you guys know anything about me, I'm from Boston and my husband is obsessed with sports and the Celtics are in the Eastern Conference Finals. So of course, my husband is jonesing to go to the Celtics game the other night which we did. And I'm going to get into that right now. They lost, by the way, but it was so fun to be there. Like the energy in that building was just so incredible to be a part of. It was just such a cool experience. But you know, tickets to an Eastern Conference finals game are not your average tickets. And with them comes a pretty hefty price tag. So of course, my instinctual belief is from a place of lack. And I feel this like instant anxiety around all of this, especially coming off of that $650 bus fee for my two kids to take the bus a whole mile to school next year. Uh, (laughs) And then you guys, like you're never going to believe this, but yesterday, the morning after the game, my husband calls me after leaving for work and told me he got into a car accident. He was absolutely fine. And so was the other person. He was on the highway and the person in front of the car that he hit stopped short. So that person then had to stop short and my husband rear-ended the guy. Everyone was absolutely fine, except our car is more than a little beaten up. So Putting all that stuff aside for a minute, I realized last week that I had not been practicing what I preach lately. I've been on the treadmill running at full speed for weeks now and haven't taken the time to hop off and slow down. I haven't given myself the opportunity to balance that go, go, go energy with some downtime. And when I do this, I feel myself getting grumpy and letting my old belief systems take over. Another way of saying this, which is kind of a like 
buzz phrase these days is I've let myself get out of alignment, right? Because I'm constantly going and I'm not prioritizing the slow and the quiet time as well. This is something I need to keep working on. I have some inner stuff I still haven't really worked through yet around this concept and the need to constantly be moving and be productive and like how uncomfortable it is for me to slow down. But that's for another day. So I told myself I'm going to start slowing down. I did yoga at home a few times this week. I did yoga last weekend on Mother's Day with my friend. Um, and I did it. I did yoga at home this week instead of going for a run. And it felt really, really weird for me because, again, that old like belief that I feel like I need to get as much bang for my buck as possible. So if I don't run during those 50 minutes, just 50 minutes that I have to myself after preschool drop-off and starting work – then I haven't done it right or I haven't done a good job, right? And then I can't be, I can't feel good about myself for the rest of the day. My goal, honestly, is to work on those narratives and begin to challenge them because there's definitely a lot more below the surface there, but that's for another day. Um, But like I said, I decided to do things differently this week, as uncomfortable as it is for me. So I did a 25-minute YouTube yoga video in my living room two mornings this week, followed by a 10-minute morning meditation. And meditation, you guys, is something I'm still getting used to. So I need the guided ones, and I use the Insight Timer app. And I have a couple favorites that I really like to listen to. Um, Anything from Sarah Blondin and Liza Culpa, their voices are just so calming and so soothing. Like, they're amazing. And when I listen to this, I just feel more calm, which is what I've been craving, right? Like this whole week. So the meditations will oftentimes focus on abundance. Again, a buzzword um, that we hear a lot lately. And I know I'm still working through my own definition of abundance and how I interpret that word. Sometimes it feels icky, like I just can't wrap my head around it, like it triggers me, right? Especially when I keep seeing all these bills coming in, you guys. And, you know, when my husband told me how much the Celtics tickets cost, I had a mini freak out. But that's my initial first consciousness, little kid reaction. And I know I can choose differently. I took several really big deep breaths and started to think about this a little bit more, right? So my husband is absolutely obsessed with basketball, baseball too, but we're focusing on basketball right now. He actually does some stats work for the Celtics a lot of times, and he gets asked to work at games, right, to do like stats on the side while watching the game, and he gets paid like a very little bit of money, but he loves it. He just loves being there. But he didn't get asked to do it for the playoffs because it's the playoffs, right? So he literally craves being there. Like he craves being in that atmosphere. Like I said, the energy was incredible. Like this is so important to him. This matters. This brings him joy and bliss. And he's actually said to me before, like live sports to him are like going to church. So it's important. It matters. And so I talk about intention all the time, right? And spending our dollars in alignment with our intentions. This fits in. And as much as tickets to game one of the Eastern Conference Finals is not that important to me, it is to him. And he wanted to be there and he wanted me to be there with him to share this experience. And once I recognized that, 
and I got out of my own head, I couldn't say no. I love seeing him in his element and it brings me so much joy to see him so fired up and excited to be there, right? When I was there on Wednesday night, I also had this realization. I was sitting there and I was looking around and there was a lot of people, right? Like the TD Garden holds 18,500 people and it was a sellout that night. And I know the cheapest ticket to get in the door was $200 and that's for a balcony seat. So just doing simple math here, 18,500 people times $200 a ticket is 3.7 million on the way low end because we know the closer you get, the better the seat, the more expensive, right? It just got me thinking about how much money is actually out there, like in circulation. And this is just one event in one building, in one city, in this massive world. And there's millions of dollars circulating around just to get in the door. That doesn't even include what everyone spends on merch and food and drinks and all of that stuff, right? There's so much money swirling around out there. And I forget this. I think deep down, I've always believed that there's only so much and I can only have so much, therefore. So I'm limiting myself. If other people can have it, right? And they can have the courtside seats and they can have the the fancy sneakers and get their hair done and all that stuff. So can I, let's think about this. Like I am so sick of limiting myself. This keeps me small and I am so done with playing small. I'm so done with it. I've done it my whole life. And I come from a long line of women playing small, my mom and her mom before that, right? But nothing changes if nothing changes. So it's our turn. And let's go. Let's go, you guys. In the book, You Are a Badass at Making Money, Jen Sincero encourages us to notice how we've been clinging to security in a way that's holding us back in any part of our lives, right? So this could be like dating someone who you know is the wrong person or never letting yourself spend money on something fun, which I do all the freaking time. Or, I don't know, doing something that bores you to tears because you want to be liked or you feel like you should do it or you think you'll be judged if you don't do it, right? These are all examples. Jen tells us to find something in our lives that's not serving us, that we've been scared to let go of because of the security that it provides us, and then take the first step to letting it go. And this hit the nail right on the head for me. I don't let myself spend money on things that are fun because I'm so worried about not having enough for my own safety. I think some of this is my conditioning as a financial planner, right? Where I feel like you have to have a certain amount in these different accounts and the rules of thumb and then, you know, just all that black and white stuff. But it also comes from my learned beliefs from childhood. And it's something that I'm actively working on. So I feel like I've been a little all over the place. I'm going to bring it all home now. Okay, you guys. So last week, I mentioned this phrase that I heard on a podcast and I love. We don't get what we want, we get what we are. Yes, life throws things at us, like a car accident and an opportunity to have awesome seats at amazing Celtics game, right? And we know things don't always go as planned. But I think of that as a challenge, a challenge to prove to ourselves that we can still stay strong and stay committed to the beliefs that actually do serve us. We want to feel good, right? 
But we let all these competing forces and underlying beliefs that are not true work against us. If we just focus on the good and we let go of the result, then maybe things will change, right? Maybe we need to put less emphasis on the result, the thing, the object, the accomplishment. Maybe it actually is all about today and being in this moment, right? And not some imaginary goal in the future. All we have is today. It's not, we always say, it's not the destination, it's the journey, right? So stop checking your likes and your downloads and all the other stuff that we think defines success and happiness and joy, right? And let's focus our energy on that actual feeling that those things bring us. And we can feel that right now, right? Like what are those feelings? Gratefulness or gratitude, right? Pride, joy, freedom, general bliss, just support, comfort, connection, right? All of those things. So here's my call to action. Think about how you're playing small in your life. How are you limiting yourself with your own beliefs? Is it the language that you use, right? Or the way that you present yourself to the world or the way that you talk to yourself, even if it's in your head? I want to know. Share with me on Instagram. Send me a DM or an email. I want to know, right? We can't make changes until we have the awareness first. And you'll know, you'll have that awareness because we're always getting cues. Like our body tells us this stuff, right? It's, it's whatever makes us feel icky or feel a pit in our stomachs. It's whenever we feel inadequate or uncomfortable. It's our triggers, you guys. And these are signs telling us what we need to work on. So that's my advice for this weekend. As we head into the weekend, let's start really focusing and having that self-awareness on how we're staying small in our own lives. Thank you guys so much for listening. If this resonates with you, please feel free to share it and and go follow me on Instagram too. Also, I'm going to be doing a free live Zoom workshop in the coming weeks on the five things every mom needs to know about money. So stay tuned for that and the link to sign up. Have a great weekend, you guys, and I'll talk to you next time.